0: On the 8th of March, like every year, we celebrated Women's Day, a day I specially take in regards to wish every girl or woman who in any capacity has made a difference in my life. I really feel that one day is not enough to celebrate women as an entity. I saw a lot of women and men keeping pictures and quotes about people who make them feel powerful, secure, worthy and strong. But on the same day, I saw a lot of men also acting extremely petty about how they feel like no one celebrates Men's Day as they do for Women's Day. These are the same men who were screaming about gender equality, but later will dispeople people from the LGBTQIA community and showcase their alpha male ego. That aside, Women's Day was great. I tuned into a lot of content, some great speeches, celebration of women in history and much more. I really felt that we have cut some corners and come much ahead to as what women's status was like a couple of decades ago or even more. Women today aren't apologetic about who they are. They are homemakers and business makers and they are both at once. Post woman day, I saw a movie on an OTT platform called a Thursday, so for those who have not yet watched the movie, I request you, you do so. It's an excellent screenplay and even better messaging, I don't want to spoil the movie for those who haven't watched it yet, but the end of the movie has a message that literally shook the hell out of me. The message was that the time during which y'all watched this movie, there were two rape cases that happened in our country. you, right? I then went into reflection about how we are so ahead in so many areas of life. And it's all super applaudable. But when it comes to safety of women, we, when we look at the overall picture, not just the urban cities, but also the rural India, We are a country which fails majorly. We fail majorly in making women in our country feel safe. So today I would like to discuss rape as a crime in our country. I know it's an extremely heavy and sensitive topic. And even I was in a little bit of dilemma before choosing this topic as an absolute topic. But you know what, if I have a platform and even if few of them are listening... I guess this is something that should be spoken about and something that should be spoken time and time again so that the stigma around this gets like faded away. So before beginning this discussion, I would like to give a little disclaimer. That anything spoken during this podcast, if it offends you or hurts someone's sentiment, that is absolutely not the intent of making this podcast. If any figures that I speak, if you do not find them appropriate, please feel free to educate me because all of this is coming from the point where even I have learned a lot about rapes in India during this research. And I want to share what I have learned with all of y'all. To begin with, I would like to first uh, thank a very dear friend of mine uh, who actually bought in this concept and he told me that It's I should make a podcast about rape. So when we first thought of making this podcast, the first thing in my mind was I should make it from the point of spreading awareness and the best way to do so is give you facts and numbers. So please be a little attentive because you will hear certain numbers which will leave you in an utter spine chilling situation. So let's begin. According to NCBR report, rape is the fourth most crime against women in India. Number one being cruelty by husband or their relatives, number two assault of women with the intent to outrage her modesty, and number three kidnapping and abduction of women. As you see, the first three categories of crime are something at least any woman or someone of her relatives will definitely make an attempt to file a complaint. But with rape cases, it's very difficult. Because society will victimize the, the person who is writing a report, and she and she shall always be seen through a lens of pity. And in spite of being the victim, she will be scrutinized more than the person who attempted the rape. And number two, no one will ever accept her as a partner or even in societal being. There are so, so, so many more reasons. There can be parental pressure. There can be peer pressure. There can be so many more reasons that we do not know because we are not, we have not stepped into their shoes as per the national crime record bureau that is the ncrb there were about 32033 rape cases reported from all states and union territories in india in the year 2019 and 20 of these 32000 94% of the survivors knew their abusers over 30000 cases reported in the year 1920 in which offenders were known to the survivors. 2,916 of them involved a family member and 10,938 offenders were either survivors' neighbor, employers or friends. 32,033 caves translates to 88 rapes in a day. Imagine, 88 rape cases happening per day in India. But let me tell you an even shocking statistics. Livement reported that 99.1% rape cases in India are not reported. This means 32,000 is just 1% or even less than 1% of the case. If you do the math, there are 32 lakh rape cases happening every year in our country. My God, that's a ginormous number. And what we are doing about it? We shall discuss it about it later. While that being the number of rape cases happening on women, on the other hand, nobody, rather not many, talk about the rape cases that happen on people from the LGBTQIA community. Trans women and men who are looked as an object of lust by many in our country and no one speaks about them. It breaks my heart to say that even after fighting for so many years, the community has just got their right of identity in the last past five years. But the right of having basic protection, jobs and many other things that an every individual of this country is supposed to have that is not put into place. The community as a whole does not ask for like a fancy pedestal and ask to celebrate them regularly. But what they basically need is all the basic amenities that everyone in this country should have access to. Now whether it's the dilemma of the judiciary firstly whether to note the complaint of a person from the LGBTQIA community because who cares right they are already a marginally suppressed communities and in the judiciary's mind and eyes there must be so many other glass ceilings to break than to give some innocent people some of the basic help or even as basic as a medical facility. Many doctors in government hospital are, are hesitant of providing medical facilities. And trust me, people from the LGBTQIT community are so suppressed that they can only afford to go to like a government authorized hospital. And their people are so hesitant as to either admit them in the male ward or the female ward or to even, even treat them in the first place because they must be wondering where are those people coming from. I mean they can come from anywhere and everywhere but if you are in that position, you ought to treat them. Thinking about these rape cases makes me really furious and when one actually sits to think about why a person actually attempts a rape, there will be no reason of why a person will attempt it. That's, there's just pure filth in someone's mind. A corrupt mind who does not understand consent and has nothing but lust in his mind that blinds him from seeing anything and everything else. But what are some other factors, other macro factors or external factors which led to making India the seventh worst country in sex trafficking and crime against women and people from the LGBTQIA community according to a report by Maplecroft. Number one. sluggish court system india's court system is painfully slow and they have a shortage of judges so a country which is so populated like india the country has only 15 judges for every 1 million people we know how it took like 7 years and 3 months for the nirbhaya case to come to a closure and that also I'm sure it was because that case was highlighted time and again in news, and that's why it took seven years. There may be so many other cases who were not even touched, or even if the cases were the case files were ever opened, no one took accountability for doing research about those cases. So overall, our our court system is very slow and we need to do something about it. Number two low status of women and people who identify under the lgbtqia see it's very simple people from a poor family they need to pay dowry so that they can make their daughters like get wed to someone that in turn makes a woman or a daughter a burden in their eyes India is one of the countries who has a very odd like male to female population ratio. Though that has improved in recent times, but over the years we've been seeing that the ratio was very, very affected. Throughout the life, throughout the lives, we have seen that the son are fed better than the sisters. And the son are more likely to be sent to school to have like a brighter career perspective. And the woman or the girl is asked to stay at home and ask to learn all the household work. People see openly how the transgenders are begging on the street. I am pretty sure they don't want to beg but they they are not left with any chance but to beg. So overall the status of people of women and people who identify under the LGBTQIA community is really low and that gives someone at the power end the feeling that they can rule over other people and hence these people are are just suppressing the one in low power number 3 and which is very sad is acceptance of domestic violence it is in india i mean it's very it's very normal for domestic violence to happen we might just sugarcoat like our country this our country that and India as a country and as a culture also likes to brush things under the carpet I mean a boy really grows up seeing his mother getting beaten by her by his father all through his life and the mother also acting next day as if nothing happened so that in his mind thinks like she is fine with it or the man is supposed to do that and at some point of his life he might replicate it with her, with his wife. One never knows that. In the, on an average, Indian woman is 17 times more likely to face a sexual violence from her husband rather than anyone else. This was according to a survey that was taken over 7 lakh women. Reason number 4 can also be very few female police. The day we see more female police in action, I'm sure all the girl and all the women around will feel definitely feel safe. I often see in the evening there is like police patrolling happening, but those are mostly men. I'm I'm and and with all due respect to them, they are doing their job and that is commendable. But the day they will also be accompanied by two or more women res- uh, inspectors, the day women will also f- start feeling safe. If you see in, in any of the police stations there will be almost like one or two females who are in charge but most of the area is being also looked after by men. That is also one of the reasons for low reportage of rape cases because women or people from the LGBTQIA community do not find themselves comfortable in sharing their stories especially stories like rape cases to a male officers. They feel that they because something of that level had happened to them, they are all times super vulnerable to anyone around them, even to their own family members for the matter of fact. Apart from these macro factors that we discussed just now, there will be so many, so many other factors that we need to take into consideration in order to build a safe and sound future for all of us something as basic as sex education. I cannot, I just cannot stress on and stress and emphasize on the importance of sex education in schools. I mean, in, in schools, what they simply do is they separate the girls and the guys. And what is taught to the guys is exclusive from what is taught to the girls. And they are not taught from the point of view of of one understanding the other gender one understanding their own hormonal growth they are just explained from the point because it's mentioned in the syllabus and sex education also majorly majorly lacks inclusion of people from the LGBTQI community that 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 is one of the also many reasons why people who all are the guys or girls in their very teenage they do not know what is going on on with them they might feel a certain way but they think of it as different and that is another struggle that they go through number two we all need to be very aware and share as many in as much of information with all the women all the young girls who are going to colleges and tuitions in evening they have to have basic access to safety for example all those basic helpline numbers i mean I understand that in times of crisis, one might not have a direct access or, or even the mindset to actually unlock your phone and ring a number. But if you know, if you are seeing a pattern regularly, it's always good enough or handy to, you know, know a number, know a helpline which you can immediately call. And they say that like uh, there's a Nirbhaya squad established in Mumbai recently whose number is 103-103 for anyone who calls on the number, which is for women and child who are feeling unsafe, and within 10 minutes, an uh, any van or any uh, car uh, of uh, police around in that area will come uh, because of the tracking and uh, will ensure you safety. Number three, I mean I'm no one to pinpoint the judiciary of our country, but it's it's about time that we make general neutral laws people from the LGBTQIA community still do not have laws in place because they because if someone who do not identifies as male or female and if has gone under any crime they are literally with a question mark the person who is writing a report is in a question mark and it's rightly so also because no one knows where to put them so it's time where laws are bought up which are inclusive in nature and it is an it should not be only spoken about, you know, during like the pride month or when in February when we celebrate like pride in India, it should be actually taken into consideration and general neutral laws should, should be taken into picture. Lastly, all of it boils down to how your mentality is, how you are brought up, what are your value system that has been inculcated to you as a child in at your home. So, if you know someone who has like a young kid, ask them to educate them properly. The right from the very basic of discrimination between a girl and a boy gives them the feeling that the guy has an edge over the girl. And that translates to certain things at the later stages of life. So, better, better upbringing at home will always and always at some point in life may help in reducing all these crimes. With that said, I would like to conclude today's episode of the podcast, but I would also like to apologize in advance. If anything spoken by me during this entire podcast hurts someone's mentality, someone's thinking, someone's situation, someone's emotions, I'm really apologizing for that. The only intent was to speak about it because this is something that is not spoken enough. And the more we speak about it, the more the stigma around this goes and hopefully more we need not speak about it. Until we meet next time. Ciao.